And so sometimes I'll just be like wandering around the house and she's like, sit down. Like, ah, I got I to do something. I got nothing to do. And, and so sometimes that like resetting myself to say it's okay to, yeah. to rest and it's okay to do nothing. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture. And we believe in the value of collaboration and reflection as we seek to keep growing as teachers. So this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Abby DeGroat. And I'm Dave Mulder. Before we begin, friends, I just want to mention that we relish feedback, so please drop us a line and say hello. Tell us where in the world you're listening to us. Share any show ideas or anything you notice or wonder that you have about our show. Please send feedback to hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. Friends, we usually begin with a check-in question. So today the check-in question, Dave and Abby, is this. Going back in the way back machine, hmm. I want you to think about a, a toy that one of your friends owned or that you saw in a catalog. Remember when we used to get catalogs? Yeah. Or yeah. advertisement. Advertisements, on yeah. On TV. On TV or in the newspaper. A toy that you really, really, really wanted but never actually owned. It was like, mm. if I could just have that toy. Oh, that would be it. That would be it. Does something, Abby, does something come to mind for you? Yeah, my mom was kind of a um, strict about messes. Mm. And so my sister and I were never allowed to have an easy bake oven. Oh, yeah. Which we really, which is ironic because my dad literally owned a bakery, right? you guys. Like, I, I could go say. to the bakery and help him yep. at, at yep. an actual bakery, but I really wanted an easy bakery. <laughs> wow. And we, we did not get one. That was the dream. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Never had. Never. But did you get one for your kids? No. No. <laughs> also, no. And would, and would you? And would you? No. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so mine was our neighbors, Corey and Tyler, owned a big wheel. So I don't know. That might make no sense to some of our listeners. Um, but it was based I don't even know how you describe it. Anyways, <laughs> it's a big wheel in the front, two tires. You'd sit on it, you pedal around. I just thought it was the coolest thing. I wanted a big wheel. It's still a bit of my dream. It won't happen. Um, but that's the one thing that came to my mind. What if they had adult-sized big wheels, though? Totally. Like, I know. Out. That could be something. I know. I'd be all in There's on that, Dave. One. There's got to be that. something like that. I don't want to look. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Dave? So I had really great neighbor friends growing up. And we, we I'm just the right age. The Star Wars action figures are about four inches yeah. tall. Oh, we yeah. had the Star Wars. And uh, my neighbors had bonsai trees in their backyard. And so suddenly we're, like, acting yeah. out scenes from the movies yeah. you know, and the trees and stuff. They had the Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah. This classic yeah. spaceship, and I wanted it so bad. But at least I got to play with it with Chrissy yeah. Todd, but I never yeah. had my own. And yeah, I love Oh, man. Yeah. I don't that care. resonates. Right. That resonates. <laughs> yeah. The Millennium Falcon. Oh, to be as Best. cool as Han Solo. Yeah. All right. Thanks for sharing, guys. You bet. Dave and Abby, in some or most places in the United States, the end of the school year mm. is in sight. And I know in places like Canada... Uh, we have some listeners up there. It's coming quickly. and In fact, up north, uh, it's the Victoria Day long weekend coming up, which is mm. sort of signals the beginning of camping season, but also the home stretch in the school year. And Dave, I know you've been reading a little bit. 
Um, you came across that might be timely um, with where many, not all, but with where many of us yeah. are in the school year. So do you mind sharing? Absolutely. So the, the book that I have here in my hand is called How to Do Nothing. And mm -hmm. it's by Jenny O'Dell. And I actually read and reviewed this book uh, about two years ago on In All Things. And I'll post mm -hmm. the link to that review. Um, I, I wrote mm -hmm. a, a kind of symposium-style review with a couple of our colleagues, not in education. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, um, the subtitle is How to Do Nothing. The subtitle is Resisting the Attention Economy. And the author is, uh, Jenny O'Dell is an artist, like a visual mm -hmm. artist, um, but she's also a really good thinker about um, kind of our lived experience in, in the flesh, in, mm -hmm. in real life here, and how social media is really screwing things up in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. And so she uses that phrase, she didn't coin it, but the attention economy, like, so much of social media is designed. It's like designed to capture your attention and make you scroll mindlessly. And so, Word. right? <laughs> yeah. and, and so the whole book is kind of, it's not just a screed decrying like, oh, people should get off social media. It's not that, but it's like, how do you, how do you resist the attention economy? Mm -hmm. And so this whole idea of doing nothing. So she goes through and talks about her own story. Uh, she lives in San Francisco and how she, um, this was well before the pandemic. Even I read the book during the pandemic, which made it feel very timely. And yeah. you know, when we were on lockdown and, and yeah. stuff, it was fascinating. Um, but she would talk about how anytime things started to feel overwhelming for her because of politics of the day and things she's reading on social media, she would leave her, her studio space and go walking down to this rose garden. And like the, the grounding that she found in actually being out in nature. And in the first chapter of the book, she talks about how she got to know the local birds. She's, she wasn't really a bird watcher before, mm -hmm. but she could recognize individual birds because she started paying attention. Wow. And she would notice this in this, wow. in this rose garden. And so I'd like to read a little bit from, from the beginning of this book to just kind of get at what she's talking about here. And yeah. then I hope we can just talk a little bit about like what does doing nothing actually yeah. mean and, and look like. So um, she says this, direct sensuous reality in all its more than human mystery, remains the sole solid touchstone for an experiential world now inundated with electronically generated vistas and engineered pleasures. I love that mm -hmm. phrase, right? Like that idea, like this, this direct sensuous reality. She says, only in regular contact with the tangible ground and sky can we learn how to orient and navigate in multiple, multiple dimensions that now claim us. So we actually have to like get our hands dirty, get our feet on the grass kind of a thing here, right? Um, and then she says this, um, this I, I consider doing nothing both as a kind of deprogramming device and as sustenance for those feeling disassembled. I thought that's an interesting way of saying it, right? Like when it's a deprogramming. Okay, so this, this first part, deprogramming, uh, her idea about doing nothing. So often we talk about uh, FOMO, right? Fear of missing right, out, right. right? And she says instead we need to reimagine FOMO as NOMO, the necessity of missing out. The necessity of missing out. Or if that bothers you, she says NOSMO, N-O-S-M-O, the necessity of sometimes missing out, right? Like that it's okay. It's okay to miss out on things happening on social media. Take your earbuds out. Stop trying to put filters on every view of things, right? And then the last bit of it that I want to read to here, she says, um, this is thinking about like, um, how do you how do you learn how to listen again, or relearn how to listen, right? So doing nothing offers us a sharpened ability to listen. To do nothing is to hold yourself still enough that you can perceive what is actually there. And that hit me so hard because I think how often, even when I'm out walking my dog, I've got my earbuds in. Like I'm not just experiencing the world around me. I'm ironically, I'm usually listening to a podcast while I'm out moving, mm -hmm. right? Or I've always got my phone in my hand because I want to capture a second of video for today because mm -hmm. I try to document my life, or I want to capture a photo that I can post on Instagram later, right? And mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it just has me wondering, this idea of doing nothing, resisting the attention economy, are there things that we should think about or, or play with or, or try to do differently as we uh, explore the, the world around us? And, and maybe, especially in this really busy season uh, where teachers are feeling slightly overwhelmed as we're wrapping things, I guess I'm putting my own <laughs> view onto this right now, I always feel a little overwhelmed. Are there, are there ways we can be really intentional then about opting out of some of that? Yeah. So can I, can I just start by asking a question of both of you? It's yeah. how are you, if you were to do kind of a personal audit, how are you at doing nothing? And <laughs> yeah, can you start, Abby, how about you? Like how good are you at doing nothing? If I, I love, I can be really good at it. Okay. Um, but I also get sidetracked, hmm. right, by, hmm. I think if I'm not intentional about my, phone use or my tech use, I can yeah. get sidetracked by it as well. Um, and I've honestly, I've kind of found that a little bit. I was very strict about my social media use while I was finishing my degree Oh yeah. because yeah. I just had no time right. for it. Um, and so I was really intentional. Yeah. I took my apps off my phone. Mm -hmm. um, so it was more work to get there. I didn't have Twitter on my phone. I didn't have um, Facebook on my phone. And I still don't um, have Facebook, but I put Twitter back on and um, always an Instagram. And I found myself since I finished my degree in December, mm -hmm. getting sucked back in. It's interesting, isn't it? How quickly that shift yes. happened. Yes. And because I think I've given myself permission. Right. Right. Because I don't have this pressing huge mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, even things like we, we bought a new house in November. And so I can just go down the rabbit hole of home stuff. Sure. Right. Yeah. And, and so I can be really, I love to be outside. I love mm -hmm. to, as a kid, I wandered forever. Right. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, my grandparents had a farm and I was great at, it. Yeah. like I have vivid memories yeah. of just cool. being outside. Right. Yeah. All yeah. day. Um, so I can do it, but I, I have to be intentional about it now as an adult. Yeah. 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 How about you, Dave? That really it resonates with me hearing hearing you say that, Abby, because I find that for myself, there are seasons where I'm really good about mm -hmm. being fully present yeah. in, in things, but it's really easy for me. This the whole idea here is that when she talks about the attention economy, that yeah. that connects with me because I find that like if I'm if I'm not intentional about yeah. avoiding it, I'll just sit there and scroll and mm -hmm. scroll and yeah. scroll, and it's so easy to to get sucked mm -hmm. into that because that's actually what it's designed to do, yeah. right? And I'd, I'd always kind of say I don't have a lot of sit in me. Like, I don't do well with unstructured time. Like, I, that's just the way that I'm wired up, I think. I have to have a plan. i got to kind of carry yeah. something on. And, it, like, my wife would say, Missy would say that I, I get a little um, unsettled um, if I don't have enough to do. And yeah. so sometimes I'll just be, like, wandering around the house, and she's like, sit down. Like, ah, yeah. I got I to do something. I got nothing to do. And and so sometimes that like resetting myself to say it's okay to, yeah. to rest and it's okay mm -hmm. to do nothing yeah. as long as it's purposeful doing nothing. That's the weird thing, this yeah. whole idea, right? Yeah. How about you, man? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I, I would say generally I'm pretty terrible at it. <laughs> um, like if I'm around the house, like the, the thought of doing nothing, I, I get restless, I actually get pretty grumpy, um, and so that's hard for me. So there, if I'm purposeful in my doing nothing, so I love to walk, um, so I, I made it, like I walk a lot, and I made a choice quite a while ago actually um, to not do earbuds, yeah. and, I, and I tried it this winter, 
And there was a part of me that really enjoyed it because it's the fear of missing out. Like I should be listening to something and all these people are talking about these podcasts. (laughs) And so so that is the irony, right? Like I've texted you before, what podcast should I be listening to? Yeah. Um, But I've just, so I've opted again this spring to go without, like I love, I love to hear, especially when I'm walking like the birds, I love Mm -hmm. the smells and I just feel like if I'm not listening to anything, I'm in tune to all those those other senses, but I, and I love to go for drives um, and just listen to music and just, just through the countryside, which there's lots of countryside um, in Iowa. I, I think part of it for me at times is um, it's it becomes a guilt thing if I'm not, like I feel like mm-hmm. I should be doing something, and how do you give yourself permission to do nothing and to define what nothing means, right? Oh, right. Is yeah to have purpose in it, but but the purpose of going for a walk is simply to care for myself. It's exercise. It's to care for myself. I'm like you, Abby. Like I am. I am wired to be outside, which is the irony of of being a teacher for so long. Is I'm I'm really wired to be outside. Um, I love. Um, we loved camping in the summer. That's like camping is one of the most life giving things for me and if I can be by water while I camp um, that's the best sitting around a campfire I could I could do that for hours so but it's it's something I have to I have to remind myself and be be intentional about and I do think the guilt thing is a real thing for a lot okay. of people like mm-hmm. to, to, to rest and actually know we, we need to do that like it's good for us totally and as you're to saying that, that that's exactly I feel like that sounds crazy to say I have to work at doing yeah. nothing yeah right. but I do yeah. find that for myself yeah. and it makes me wonder how many teachers yeah. I'm sure there are some folks who have no problem yeah. uh, you know hey I'm yeah. done with school for the summer yeah. I'm gonna read what I want to read I'm gonna yeah. sit in my hammock in the back here yeah this, the social media thing I think is a, <clears throat> is a real thing like so I I made a choice five or six years ago to get off Facebook, which is, and I've never regretted that. I spend too much time on Twitter, but, but in fact, two weeks ago, less than two weeks ago, um, someone showed me that on Twitter, right? Because it's all based on an algorithm. Yes. So it's all the things you're interested, interested that in. That's that attention economy. They're right? And so, so did you know, like, there's a, there's a little star up in the corner that you can switch your, your tweets, what's in your feed from algorithm? to actually just what's coming in time-wise. So sure. instead of recommend, and I have found since I've done that, I actually spend way less time on Twitter. because it Because it's not all the things that I want to keep reading about. I also learned that you can mute certain words yes. oh, on Twitter. So that, and that was actually really good with just around when things are, political things are, yeah. are popping up. It's like, hey, I'm just going to mute these words. So nothing around those words appears in my feed right. because mm-hmm. that's either too discouraging or, you know, even if it's around sports or things like that to say, I could spend a lot of time right. reading about this. So just making, making choices mm-hmm. like that. I really like the idea of the nomo, yeah. like the necessity, the necessity of missing, of missing out. out, but, but that's hard. That's hard for me. I, I don't know about It's about not hard you. for me. No, no, no. You just, like not a little bit, not with, like I, but I'm an introvert who likes to like. Yeah. If you want to go someplace and I'm not there, I have no problem with you going. Yeah. Right, but but I can see on social media a little bit, right? Like I like to know also what the news is yeah. and what the right. what's going on, what's going on a little yeah. bit. So that way, I think mm-hmm. 
it yeah. would be more difficult yeah. for me to tune out completely. Uh, I, I, I struggle with this somewhat, right? And and so not like I feel like my wife is an exhibition, but like even the fact that I do the one second, and when you do that, yeah. two, that right? Yeah. The, the idea, like how do I document my mm -hmm. wife? Yeah. Who cares about that? Well, I care about that. Right, it's and, for you. Right, but if it's really just for me, do I need to put my month in review yeah. out on Instagram every yeah. time. And, and I do that, and so it is kind of this exhibitionism in a sense then, right? right? And just like, I guess, interrogating our motives for that. Right. That's part of what this right. whole idea of, yeah. of how to do nothing, right? That, yeah. Like, I, I don't think that's a bad thing no. necessarily no. to want to share your life, but to what degree are you sharing your life? Yeah. And how are you sharing just the highlight reels of your life yeah. versus you know, actually living your life? Yeah. And no, and I... I think about that. I think about that too, right? Like, what's mo what's motivating me to post this picture, and mm -hmm. what kind of, um, what kind of ideal life am, am I presenting, right? right? That people are, you know, and what messages are we yeah. sending by that? And, and and then what about for the people for whom life isn't ideal, which it, it isn't for right. anyone. Right. But we show um, the idealized version of it. We show the idealized I version think. of it, right? And, and there's times as well where I see people who go the other extreme. Who yeah. like to show how messy their lives are, sure. right? And how they and and that also in its own way becomes a bit of showmanship. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It's this. Yeah. I always I, have to check I my always, motives. I always think it's a cross reference for me too with motherhood, right? Because I feel like I have to document my kids. Oh yeah. And also, their photo albums like don't exist, right? Like so <laughs> in social media, a lot of times, that like I have to get better that. about doing it offline or yeah. about doing it in a different yeah. format but mm -hmm. I often feel like Instagram is like their yeah. picture book in right. some ways right yeah. I mean yeah. what what's something for you now um outside of school that is life-giving that's maybe not doing nothing mm -hmm. but it is a way for you to do something besides your professional life like yeah, yeah. what yeah my kids are at great ages to do things mm. and so I would say like make like being intentional about playing with my kids right mm -hmm. on Friday my two youngest my oldest was at a friend but my two youngest and I biked to the campground in our town it's a long bike ride it's probably three miles from our yeah. house yeah. and um they got a new tetherball nice. at the campground and so I taught my they had never seen a tetherball what wow. oh this is great I know so yeah. my nine-year-old and my six-year-old yeah. I um, beat them both quite handily yeah. I am go. not the kind of parent who is easy on my children yeah. <laughs> on games so <laughs> it, was, it, was real, it was real fun for me, yeah. right? And Reese yeah. is like, you're too tall. I'm like, yeah, you got to learn. You got to learn the physics of it. That's right. right. You are not so, the mom who's letting your kids win. Oh, no way. <laughs> no way. That's, That's not real life. But, uh, but, I do yeah. think, but I do think there's something about, and I've done this, right? Like go outside, say to your kids, go outside and play. Mm -hmm. And there is. For sure to go outside. And yeah. Play. But there's something to be said about going outside with, with them. Yeah. And playing that, alongside yeah. them. I yeah. love yeah, I love to throw the ball with my kids. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. No, that's yeah. so that's so that's a powerful that's a powerful model, even a parenting model, Abby. Like just as an encouragement, I think. And right? I, I please don't I am not a model. Right. <laughs> in everything. Like I it's not all the time. No, no. I often am like, you go play with yeah, your yeah. friends. 
Sure. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. a good reminder, I yeah. think, right? It was, and the bike ride was very fun. It was good for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it comes back to this idea of intentionality, right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're making an intentional choice. This is how I'm going to choose to spend my time. It's yeah. not just this mindless kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess that's the thing that I'm thinking about right now, too, Matt. And for, for me, one of the struggles is I do sometimes feel, I'm, I'm in Enneagram 3, so I feel like I need to achieve things, mm -hmm. and I need to be able to quantify things and measure, like, how, and so even things like, I love to ride my bike, and I've talked about that on the podcast yeah. before, but I set a goal every year for mm -hmm. myself of 2,000 miles, and it's like, and I can kind of count mm -hmm. an increment to this, and I'm getting close to 400 miles for the year already, oh, guys, and I'm like, proud I can say yeah. that, but, yeah. okay, like, this morning it was raining, and I didn't go for a bike ride, and I had a meeting, and I'm, like, already plotting out the rest of my day, it's like, okay, is it going to rain later, because yeah. then I'm going to have to try to, maybe over lunch, I'll go for a bike ride yeah. today, and, like, that's kind of silly, yeah. but at the same time, there is that intentional planning piece of it, and right. so I'm planning to do yeah. that yeah. thing that is life-giving and restful yeah. for me, too, mm -hmm. and so this is, is another one of those places where I think both things can be true, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. My, my kids and I set a bowl for every Friday this summer. They get to choose a different mm -hmm. outing mm -hmm. around here. So we've already got a few things on our list. Yeah. And the outside, like, local educational things that we haven't just taken the time to do yeah. and yeah. parks so and things like that. So that's kind of one way we're planning already. Mm -hmm. We, we did that summer. when our kids were at the ages of your yeah. high school yeah. and beyond now, but um, to just say, like, what are the 20 things we're going to try to do mm -hmm. this summer? And we mm -hmm. would actually, like, make these little circles that had them, and we had, like, the two doors of our pantry covered. And oh, so that's a great idea. On the one side, and say, like, by the end of the summer, we're going to try to move all these mm -hmm. little circles to the other side. And, oh, that's a great idea. And it just made it a visual thing. And then it was, like, hey, we've got a uh, free afternoon. What are we going to do today? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's grab one of those, right? And, again, yeah. just kind of planning, but it's still, it was flexible. Like, if we didn't do these things, we weren't going to beat ourselves up right. but it was like no we've got ideas some yeah. of those things we want to yeah. do and i love i often especially on sundays um we'll find like look at a map and what's within 60 or 90 60 or 90 minutes of here mm -hmm. a drive in terms of and if you're willing you know for myself i love driving too to go 60 70 80 minute drive there's a may there's so many beautiful parks and hiking yeah. spots and it's a way just to actually get to know your for us a new community right sure. so that when people talk about towns, it's like, oh, I know where that is. So even that, I think, for some people, is like, hey, what is in your what is in your local community or vicinity mm -hmm. that yeah. you've never visited? Actually, that you right. could say, hey, my, let's let's go check this out. Yeah, so. my kids got really into Lewis and Clark this year, oh, yeah. reading about yeah. it, and and we have, and I'm like, you guys, we're like Sioux City. The <laughs> they yeah. were in Sioux City, right? Yeah. There's yeah. a Sergeant Floyd Monument. Yeah. There's a whole visitor center there. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's within like an hour. Thing. Within here. an hour. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do that this summer. That's on our list. That's awesome. Yeah. Dave, one of the things you also talked about there, this idea of like getting our hands dirty, our feet in the grass, right? And, yeah. I, you know, I think about, um, yeah, there, I see more and more people who are looking for pl like places and spaces for their kids, like outdoor education, mm -hmm. outdoor kindergarten, mm -hmm. or out, like there's more um, schools that are sort of finding ways to integrate the outdoors in, into learning but but i would think that would be really important for adults too in terms oh, yeah. of like literally getting your hands dirty yeah. Yeah. at times is that is that something for you like the biking what is it biking for me I'm, i've got a, an inflatable kayak and la i realized yes. that we're missing i were talking about that just the other night too it's like i think i went kayaking one time last yeah. summer 
Yeah. Oh, what a shame. And mm-hmm. there's so many nice little places around here, but I have to plan ahead for mm-hmm. that too, right? And But yeah, yeah, to get out there and do that kind of stuff. Again, that intentionality of, of choosing to spend your time in particular ways and then I think making space to do it outdoors. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. is good. Like we are created for that. Like That's how God created us to be. That yeah. we should be in creation. Yeah. Should, that's part of our the creation mandate, yeah. how to care for creation. To care for creation, you got to love creation. And to love creation, you got to spend time with it. Yeah, no, those are wise words. Friends, we know that your time is valuable. And we want to thank you for joining us today for another Hallway Conversation. So whether it is this day, this week, this month, we hope the Lord gives you what you stand in need of to end your school year well. And we want to send you from this place with this blessing. So to our friends... God, go before you to lead you. God, go behind you to protect you. God, go beneath you to support you. God, go beside you to befriend you. Do not be afraid. And may the blessing of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you. Do not be afraid. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a good week. This podcast was quite literally dreamed up during one of our actual hallway conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Thanks for listening. I'm just trying to think if there's any silly thing we should say to put a stinger on the end. I got nothing. <laughs> there, just there it is. Right there. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, totally.